friends. We are your hosts, Leanne and Llewellyn, and welcome back to the One With Friends podcast. We have Nicole back with us. Hey, hey. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're excited to welcome her back into the podcast. It's been a while. Yes, it has. I'm excited to be it's here. It's been like a couple months. Yeah, so, so Give long. us your life update. What have you been doing since we last connected with you? Um, good question. Well, so last time I talked about how I got a dog and she's doing great. She's cute. Not too many accidents. She is 10. So, you know, hopefully that would not be a problem with a 10 year old, but the girl loves water more than anything. So once in a while, but it's fine. And then as they get older, it's kind of like their bladder starts to fail, you know? (laughs) Exactly. She's like, I don't need to like go potty all the time, but we force (laughs) her to. So but then I went on a vacation. You did? Where'd you go? We went to Florida. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We went together. Woo! Which I guess segues into my life up life update. I turned 30 a couple weeks ago. Whoa. Um, yeah. <laughs> so exciting, guys. Um, but yes, I spent my birthday is exciting. in Florida with Nicole. Mm-hmm. and my mother and other random family members as well as thanksgiving i stayed a week longer than nicole did soaked up the florida sun came back looking tan she's tan i'm not her always <laughs> <laughs> but yes. other than that not much has happened um gearing up for the christmas season i'm hyped for all these hallmark movies oh so hype so hype I'm uh, apparently not allowed to watch them on my own because I binge watch them. <laughs> and so I never have every time. Okay. Fun fact. Every time we try to get together and like, we like to watch a movie together because what else do you do as friends? Um, but during the Christmas season, I'm like, let's watch a Hallmark movie. And so we go to look on like Netflix cause they put them all on Netflix, you know, every single one. Seen it, she has seen, seen it, seen it. <laughs> She's like, Oh, but that one was really good. We could watch it again. And I said, no, I want to watch one with you for the first time. I have an addiction. I'm like a 40 or five year old woman who's like hit menopause and has like three <laughs> children already. <laughs> She's not lying. Oh, that's funny. Anyway, um, Leanne, how about you? Man, you mentioned the Christmas season and I know we're already in December, but here's one thing that I have been and had been thinking about for quite some time. So this definitely predates like Thanksgiving, like think back to the beginning of November, like we did, we get done with Halloween, Halloween is over. And throughout the the entire rest of the year, it's Christmas. And the argument for 2020, like for those who argue, you know, Christmas music before or after Thanksgiving, in 2020, it doesn't matter. Like it didn't matter anymore. Like arguments are irrelevant. But anyways, that is a complete sidebar. My life update, um, I got a job. And get ready for for Snooze Fest, ladies. I am a sales associate for health insurance. Ooh, (laughs) fun. Thriving. Hey, Um, funny. Here you go. Here's the deal, though. I, this, this, my train, my, 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 like, report guy was showing me how some of their, like, payouts work. So they have things that they pay you for weekly that have to do with like current um, uh, 
things that you're like selling. See, I don't even know the lingo yet. I'm so new. Um, then they pay you for any, um, buddies. So like come next year after I've already got people who have accounts with me, they'll do renewals. So I'll continue to make money off of the renewals. That's like passive income, but then they also pay you like quarterly guys, this guy's quarter check, quarterly check, just the one week check that he got in that quarter. Like the one that ended up lining up was the same amount that my salary was last year. And what? it blew my Can this job mind. be done remotely? Can Can, I, do, they want more, do they want some more employees? I'm not good on the phone, but I don't care. <laughs> I'll learn. Honestly, I've never been in sales. So I asked a lot of questions when they were doing the interview process because they kept putting me through like the process. And I had to state, I have not had sales insurance or sales um, experience. So have you ever had other people go through that that didn't have sales experience? So they were very welcoming. And he looked at my resume and he's like, I knew that you were going to say that you didn't have sales experience. He's like, but I would argue actually that you do just based on your profession that you were in. He's like, I actually think that you're more of a salesperson than you think. I was like, great. So it was super quick. So now I have to get like licensed for health and life insurance for the state of Tennessee. And then once you're licensed in Tennessee, you can start paying for like other states. And so once they see that you're like through the process and like getting at it, they'll like, my company will pay for the first 10 states so that you can start getting more clients that are not just in where I live. You can start to like go elsewhere. So there's like potential to make money, which is crazy because I've never been in a job that like has as much potential as this one does. And I'm really excited. Like it's not a career or anything, but it'll be a chance to pay off some debt, save up for a home, buy a new car. Like my car is 18 years old. Like it's going to be time soon. Um, so I'm excited about it. So That's yeah, awesome. I got a job. Oh, cool. Congrats. So, Yay, you. Moving out, getting jobs. Making money. Look at us, guys. We're <laughs> moving on up. Making that money. Yeah, so. Um, okay. End of the life updates. Llewellyn, hit us with the episode recap. Yes. This week, we watched the one titled, The One with the Lesbian Wedding. Carol mm-hmm. and Susan prepare for their wedding with help from an uncomfortable Ross. That's it. Wow, what a horrible recap. <laughs> Some of these are pretty good, and then others are like, eh, okay, they could have put in more effort. Like someone at 5 p.m. on like the day it's due was like, oh, shoot, I have to come up with recaps for these, and like, <laughs> you know, punched them out real quick. I feel like that would be the recap <laughs> I would do. <laughs> I feel like you just watch so, the episode, deal with it. Like the yeah. title gives it away. <laughs> exactly. Come on. <laughs> yeah, read the title. Totally. You could just watch the entire series by reading through these episode descriptions. And just <laughs> Seriously. Like going through. You're like, oh, cool. Got it. <laughs> okay. So we, of course, open with a soft open. Um, and my first question is, have you guys ever had a childhood toy that was named that you like carried around with you all the time? Um, so my childhood toy wasn't, well, I had a Barney doll and he was named Barney. Um, but, <laughs> but I carried yeah, around, box. <laughs> I carried around, um, not so much like a stuffed animal or like a blanket animal so much as a, what is it? What am, 
like a cassette player with a microphone on the <laughs> that would be you you would be the one <laughs> literally literally yeah, i went you to, can sing i went to bed with it like my mom couldn't Aww. get it out of my hands and i would wake up and that's Aww. how i'd wake my parents up that's kind of so, cute that, that would drive me nuts that. as a parent. But Let's my think first, about that for a minute. <laughs> yeah, my first like stuffed animal that I can remember, I was a little bit older, and it was a stuffed bunny rabbit, and I named it Bosco. Oh, like Bosco sticks from Elementary <laughs> Not like food. I just yeah. love the name Bosco. It's cute. But yeah, Bosco and buckwheat. <laughs> hey, y'all would have loved buckwheat. Just saying. I believe it. What about you, Nicole? You had like a funny smile on your face when I asked that question. Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's tell her the truth here, Nicole. I'm good. Um, I, our family loves stuffed animals. Like to this day, I'm 26 years old and we still, <laughs> I have so many stuffed animals. I'm like a child. It's oh, fine. Oh no. Um, but my main one, I think when I was younger, his name was Snuggle. He was like the Snuggle bear from like the laundry detergent. Somehow we got, I don't know, somehow I got a bear, and so his name was Snuggle. So, What's your favorite one right now? <laughs> um, <laughs> so, you knew I was going to ask that. Okay, so I love llamas. And do not say Alan. Do not say Alan. <laughs> it's definitely Alan. So I have this stuffed llama named Alan, and <laughs> I'm the weirdo that I basically have no friends, apparently, so I make, like, personalities for them. So Alan is, like, straight savage. So I'm 26 <laughs> and I forget the stuff llama named Alan. So hey, no here shame. I am, folks. No shame. <laughs> Love me. Alan, that is funny. What if you named a or what if you married a guy named Alan? I couldn't. I think that would be hilarious. Yes. Mm-hmm. So glad for everyone to hear that. <laughs> um, okay. I had one. I think I just called it Mousy. It was guess a mouse. And I used to chew on like the ear of it. Aww. Yep. Like, I would, like, suck on it when I would, like, go to bed, which is the grossest thing, because then, like, night after night, kids are so gross. So gross. And my sister had the same one, and she would chew the, it was like a, was it the tail? Oh. I don't know, but we both (laughs) had the same one, and then I was expecting that to go. Oh, no, 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 no. (laughs) She's going to hurt me so bad for saying this. She would, there was like a little dangle of like fabric that had come across, like come off from like a piece of it, you know, some string, some fabric. And it was so like small and and thin. It was just like a little stringy piece. And she would like put it up her nose. (laughs) Okay, that's weird. And, And like go to sleep with that up in her nose. Did she like snort it out? Like how did how did that she happen? She is definitely gonna hate you for this. Yeah. Just imagine like a little string, like a string of like a, it's a it's a string. So I it's would not sneeze. very big. Yeah. And I she would... just like she might be like the tickle of it. <laughs> oh, that's know. weird. Maybe it was we'll like a ask her. We'll ask her when she shows on the podcast. <laughs> she's gonna be like, I can't believe we told that story. Or maybe I got my story mixed up and her be like, she's gonna be like, that was you. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't think it was, but anyways, okay. So that was a lot based on the one. Um, Chandler's was Mr. Winky, I think is what that was. It was Ben, but same thing. Oh, Ben's. Well, that makes sense. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Poor Chandler. <laughs> Poor Chandler. Um, so essentially, the soft open really is um, Carol and Susan have an announcement that they're getting married, and Ross is taken really aback by that because um, he had so much fun at his first at the first wedding right. with Carol right. in it 
um, that he couldn't imagine like going to another one. But essentially he's like kind of hurt about like by it. And he spends probably the first three quarters of the episode really um, not being able Mm -hmm. to really come to come to terms with the fact that like she's getting remarried. And if you think about it, like now I guess enough time has passed. Like it has been almost what, like I guess a year and a half, which I guess some people don't find that. That is a very quick turnaround between like I'm announcing I'm getting married and then like getting married all in one episode. You're right. That was I didn't think about that. (laughs) That's like that's like being like, hey, congratulations on Facebook. This is our engagement announcement. Oh, by the way, this weekend (laughs) we're getting married. I could see some people doing it. (laughs) But honestly though, maybe it was one of those where they and I mean, we're probably reading far too far into this, but maybe it was one of those where they were already planning on the wedding, but they didn't want to tell Ross because it's like, hey, we want to, like, you're invited, but we don't know that you're going to want to come type of thing. Yeah. But I don't know. We don't hmm. have to read into that. But when yeah. they told him, hit the, hit the look in his eyes <laughs> and then his, like, immediate anger of, like, putting the um what is it the stroller, the stroller like down and like hitting his finger <laughs> <I'm and> fine. <laughs> it was such a ross expression um i won't like because i can see your notes as like at the very beginning because all of our we don't have enough notes in to like separate it out a lot the first comment i see is like ross's eyes and i was like what is she about to say about ross's <laughs> eyes like we all know she loves her eyes. <laughs> so like she's, she's gonna turn on me like she's turned 30 no. and all of a sudden she's like Ross <laughs> Chandler all day long all day all day <laughs> you just got to watch a new girl didn't you I just <laughs> finished going? well I do that now all the time just because it's like a thing but I just finished the last season I like binged through all of it nice nice um okay so then we get into the bulk of the episode and we start off in the apartment and it's Joey's TV premiere. Dr. Drake Romero. Ramore. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I like singing that. Ramoro, like tomorrow. <laughs> Ramoro. <laughs> uh, um, that's funny. And at the same time, Monica is getting a phone call from either Carol or Susan um, announcing and asking if she could be the wedding caterer. Which she was way right too up. excited, so excited to be mm-hmm. someone's caterer because somebody got hurt. A full body cast. True. Yeah, she was so excited. She's like, like I get it. It's a job opportunity, but like, don't be as excited. This right. person's like, you know, not doing so hot. Critical. Can you imagine a full body cast? Oh no, I don't even want to think about it. Nope. I can't imagine like two legs alone or like two uh-uh. arms, like in face too. No. Just like if you itch. Oh, the or, itch. Or, or want to move. Like, you can't do any of that. That's, no. Ugh. I think the itching would be the worst for me. Just thinking about it. I like doubt about it. Yeah. It's like, now I feel like... <laughs> Don't worst. scratch me. Anyway. Yeah. Um, we also learned about Joey's fart acting. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think he- all three of us put a note on. And then he goes on to explain what fart acting is. <laughs> Yeah, do you, got, do you want to go into it? Yeah, so he tells everybody, like, you know, yeah, that, that girl, she taught me all about fart acting, and everyone looks at him like, what are you talking about? So fart acting is where 
when you forget a line or you're not sure what comes next, you just kind of do this dazed look and you have a face on it as if you were farting <laughs> until you're as if the you were smelling a fart. Oh yeah, smelling a fart. It was like awkward when he did it in the but we saw him it, do it in the show. It was a little too long. I was a little uncomfortable, even though I knew what he was doing. But I was like, "Just know your line, or you know, stop well, smoking like, fart." Just it's like it. his second line. Like you already forgot, and you're two lines into your yeah. first TV premiere. Like yeah. two lines, and you only have like three or four lines. <laughs> like, like hi, my name is, you know, like <laughs> you probably know that it wasn't that line, obviously, but uh, but it then was awesome. it's like immediate, like. Do you want to do this over coffee? <laughs> what? And then the uh, long, dramatic, like stare into each other's eyes. She, like smile right. slightly. So, operas are just like that. They're yeah, it was so perfect. dramatic. Yeah. Um, I did appreciate the little throw from Chandler about Mr. Rogers. Um, yes. When he's like, uh, I forgot already the line, but he's like, neighbor, and he like did it in the little like tune of mr rogers won't you be my neighbor it was so perfect i was like mr rogers have you guys ever listened to the um mr rogers it's like a six episode podcast and it just like talks about his life and how like revolutionary he was and like how he cared for people and also stood up for like different hot like hot button topics and how he included those into his show Mm-mm. it's it was such a well-done podcast they brought in like guest speakers and all of that is so good um if I remember the title I'll like send it to you guys or I'll add it in the show notes or something it's not my recommend to a friend but I would recommend it to a friend because it was so good um like I said it was only like six to eight episodes but anyways mm-hmm. I love Mr. Rogers um so we take a break from this scene but we return to the apartment <laughs> in the next scene so it's back to back and joey's like repeating his lines um to all of the crew and then phoebe comes in and announces that her client has died on the table yeah poor phoebe it sounds horrible it does sound terrible i would panic but the way she like described um the lady's day like, oh yeah she talked about getting up and going and doing this and then decided she was going to go get her massage and then well god just decided that was it <laughs> like oh gosh baby i may listen to like way too many true crime podcasts but i always wonder what would happen if i like came across a dead body oh no oh i have two i was on vacation a few months ago as well because apparently i never work and um <laughs> not true um we were crossing a bridge and my, I was with my parents and my mom was like, oh my gosh, that looks like a body bag. And I was so thankful that I didn't look cause I would have been panicking. So I don't think you it would go like very well. Friend? Oh, Nicole no. hates anything okay, but like that. I can watch like NCIS, like New Orleans and things like that, but I'll turn away like during the gruesome parts because that just freaks me out. But weak. I love, like, the story. I am weak. <laughs> I love the story line of it, but I'm like, I don't want to see anything like that, because I'll... Is it, is be it because it's, stuff. like, too true? Um, yeah. Like, I real think. life ones? Yeah. And ones where, like, people are hanging for some reason, I just can't get... I can't. I just find, like, but, like, for me, like, listening to true crime, like, it helps me personal, and maybe this is just because I'm weird, <laughs> but I, like, know what situations not to put myself in. 
You know what I mean? Like, you yeah. listen to something and you're like, all right, well, now I know, like, don't ever do that or you might get abducted. Can you, like, warn whatever. me <laughs> so I don't have to listen to no, these? you need to listen to them. They're oh important. Gosh. If I get abducted, it's her fault. <laughs> um, no, so, like, tr- like real time, Halloween night, because um, I live in an apartment complex with my two friends, and at, in, like, super early in the morning, in the middle of the night, I hear a bunch of, like, people, like, blabbering and, like, talking outside and then I hear the most blood curdling scream. Oh, no. Okay, that would and it was like me. no. It I was terrified. I like got up out of bed and looked out the window and couldn't see anybody. And because I had the thought that like if they discover a body, I need to like at least have something. So I checked the time yeah. so that I could at least put a time stamp on it. On the screen. So that as they're trying to like figure out the timeline of this person's last movements, Ugh. I will like have been a witness. That's so smart. I cannot. I'm like creeped out already. But I think I think it was just like a bunch of people drunk on Halloween, Partying. like yeah. yeah, re re you know getting done with the night. So, anyways, back to um, the show. <laughs> so Phoebe's client is dead and is now on the inside of her. Okay, when oh. all of the friends just slowly backed up. <laughs> That was, my, <laughs> that was my favorite. They're like, oh. they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay, so fun fact: there's a costume tie-in for Phoebe at this moment. So when she first tells the group about Miss Adelman's spirit coming into her, um, Phoebe's wearing an ankh, I think is what it's called, around her neck, which is an Egyptian symbol for eternal life. Mm, so they did like a little tie-in just to, you know. Wow tie it in I guess so um okay so then we move to the cafe um I wrote a bunch of jokes that Chandler made and then I have no remembrance (laughs) of what they were (laughs) so they they go to the cafe and we find out that Rachel's mom is coming um yeah (laughs) I don't really know why but she's coming um and then like a couple things kind of happen so we hear her mom's coming and she she gets there that scene but then also, this is the first time where, what is the lady's name that went inside of Phoebe? Rose? Rose. Miss. Oh, yeah, yeah, Rose. Um, where she is like, her personality is coming out of Phoebe. So she's sitting mm-hmm. on the couch and she starts talking like this old lady. And I don't know if you guys caught it, but I caught it. They pant. So she, she talked like Rose. They panned away. And when they came back, she went to talk normal and she almost started laughing. She like literally really? almost she almost Good broke catch. character because I think Chandler had looked at her and said made some funny comment and then she started smiling and then started talking normal. Wow, it's like Lisa almost almost broke broke character there. So my favorite Good catch. Moment. So you have two okay. characters right now. Come on. <laughs> so I remember Rachel comes up to them and is delivering their coffee. Yes, and Ross is like, "Oh, is mine the one with the lipstick and like the half empty glass?" And Chandler looks at the one he goes, and that cigarette butt, is that decaf? And, like, goes to, like, fake grab it. Yeah. And they realize, like, how stressed out she is that, like, her mom's coming. Her mom's coming, coming. yeah. Um, But that was just, like, a funny, and then Chandler mentions, like, the silence of the lamb versus, like, the silence of the ducks. Goat? Oh, the ducks. ducks. Yeah, the silence of the ducks. Um, Which I thought was funny. What year did Silence of the Lambs come out? Was it, like, 20 years before that or something? Was it that long ago? I don't think so. I think it was in the 80s, wasn't it? What's it? I have no idea. I've, I don't think I've ever. I, I have Google never it. actually seen it. Have you guys seen it? Yes. It's scary, isn't it? Because yeah, no. she would never see it. Is that I would Hannibal? Never see it. 91. 91. 91. Okay, so only a couple years before that. Is that with Hannibal Lecter? Who? Um. Yes. 
Yes. Is that a character oh, okay. or a real person? That's a real person. <laughs> okay. Wait. Hannibal Lecter's not real. No. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a fake person. <laughs> now yeah, I'm starting to person. think he's it's, real. Okay. It's based on a book. Yeah. It's based on a book. I've heard the okay, name I have seen I have seen other variations of Hannibal. Um, There's like, isn't so there a TV show? Named Hannibal. Uh-huh. There's also, yeah. So don't watch it? No, don't, don't do it. it. No, you, won't like you it. would not like it. Doesn't he Although eat it's, people? It's oh older. my! He does. So it's not like I mean, it is about him, but it's about uh, an FBI the detective, right? That goes to the prison and gets like intel mm-hmm. from him, basically, to try to catch another killer. Oh geez, yeah, yeah. Nope. hard pass. He's very, very creepy. I watch Disney movies instead. And yes, he's a. And who's it? Who's it played by? Um, Clarice. Wait. Well, just that name alone. Well, Jodie Foster is the FBI agent. Ted Ted Levine is the serial killer. Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins, yes. I'm he never marrying a guy named super Anthony. creepy. Yeah, he's really creepy. He makes the film. Like, he is what makes the film. I believe it. Yeah, you should watch um, it. I'm good. Okay, so in this scene, we meet Rachel's mom, and it is her first appearance. Um, Rachel Green's mom, it's her first appearance. Um, so Marlo Thomas, who plays Rachel's mom, um, received an Emmy nomination for Outstanding Guest Actress in a Comedy Series for her work in this episode. Really? Wow. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Wow. It didn't seem like it was very, like, exemplary enough. No. But maybe their, you know, standards were, I don't know, lower. I Not guess. that she isn't a wonderful actress, because she plays the, like, flippant, like, mom just trying to, like, like she just graduated high school and is away from her parents' house really well. But that was yeah, a good she received, I like that. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah. For those of you listening, we just I just did a I don't even know. A stellar job that would win her a performance. <laughs> it would also give me an Emmy nomination. I loved um, um Ross's attempted handshake during that whole scene. <laughs> like that would happen to Ross. <laughs> He's like, okay, and apparently I don't get a handshake from you. So what, what would he like check his nail beds or something like that? Like, <laughs> I, I don't remember. Probably. He's like, well, that's my life. And she's sort of ruthless. Like she comes up to Monica and is like, last time I saw you was eat or be eaten. Like, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. That is she like not a cool thing to say to your daughter's friends, you know? No. Even if it is true. Right. <laughs> 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 right. <laughs> uh. Um, so we go back to the apartment and her mom essentially says that like, I want your life. Like I am proud of you. Like, you know, she, Rachel was really scared about kind of revealing her new life to her parents. So that way, that's why she was so freaked out about her mom coming. But then her mom comes and essentially says, I actually am envious of your life and I want your life. So here's another fun fact when she said that to Rachel her response was like shouldn't you consider like copying my hairstyle instead so besides that line being a jab at the trend copying the Rachel haircut during the 90s nearly 30 years earlier Marlo Thomas who's Sandra Green became famous for a hairstyle that girls were trying to emulate when she starred on that girl in 1966 wow so there's Mm -hmm. like similarities in their characters yeah for the time it was like a dual like a dual meaning for that joke of like couldn't you just copy my hair 
is like a jab at the current trend, but also a throwback to the previous trend for both of those women. So I thought that was kind of cool. Um, and we find out from her mom that she wants to get a divorce. Yes. It's a lot to like lay on your daughter. I felt bad for Rachel. I don't, I know I wouldn't handle that very well. Like everything that you know is like shattered. Mm-hmm. And especially having your mom say it to you in that way. Yeah. I mean, she definitely didn't handle it well at all. Um, she was just very blunt about it, which was not fair to Rachel by any means. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah. So then we go to the cafe and yeah. she's telling the friends. And they do dive a little bit into almost like the arguing people who argue versus people who don't talk. Yeah. Have you guys ever experienced that with like your parents? What were your guys' experiences like? Well, my parents divorced when I was, when I was 15. Um, Mm -hmm. But I don't ever remember there being a time where my parents were like happy together. Granted Mm -hmm. for the first, like what you don't really remember the first you vaguely remember the first 10 years of your life. Right. Um, so like, I really didn't have a ton of context by the time my parents got divorced. Um, and they never really had that divorce talk with us. It was just, they separated. And then my dad never moved back home and it just kind of became life. So I can definitely to like Rachel's thing. Like she said, they just never talked, which that was kind of my parents' case, but they also argued a ton. So it was almost like, the divorce is inevitable and as long as you're not arguing anymore and you're happy like I'm okay with whatever you do um but yeah I mean I guess I could see it from both sides mm-hmm. what about you Nicole um my parents are still together but I I think now because I'm older and I still live with them um they don't argue a ton which I'm super grateful for but their like dynamic is kind of funny, especially now because I'm older and can like realize it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think that they like that I can like take sides, you know, either because I'm like their child, even though I'm like definitely an adult. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that you put the definitely in there. <laughs> definitely definitely an adult. adult, promise. Um, so I think, yeah, they don't argue a ton, but they definitely, my mom especially gives my dad like the silent treatment and like that's when you know mm. <laughs> like oh dad's things are happening <laughs> you know <laughs> so I'm like so so grateful that they're together still but yeah I it it's funny when your parents argue if it's like you know obviously not like a serious situation it's like you didn't you know put the dishes in right you know like the weird stuff that shouldn't be a problem but is you know so. yeah for sure yeah, it's been so long since I've been in, like, a environment where, like, my parents have been together. Like, at one time, my dad moved away for a job, and my mom never followed because of just whatever. Like, there's a whole range of dynamics with my parents. So, um, but I think they would, like, I think they did, like, a combination of both. Like, they did talk, or they, like, didn't talk, and then when they would, it was just, like, seething with, like, just anger and resentment on both sides I mean none of them are like really mentally or my mom was you know my mom wasn't but they they weren't really like mentally healthy 
um, in either of their rights. And they just don't know how to, like they just did not know how to communicate and communicate effectively and take ownership of their own crap. If they just can't do it, like for some yeah. reason. So like they were, n- neither of them were ever wrong, which is obviously not true. So, um, but anyways, Chandler makes a really funny joke about it being Rachel's fault. Cause he's like, most of the time, you know, they, they try to soothe the kid by saying it's not the kid's fault, but he's like, this time it kind of is. <laughs> but like, honestly, can we be real as a, as a product of divorce? Like a bad joke. <laughs> that was a terrible joke. And you're a douchebag. Chandler. <laughs> all I wanted to Chandler, say. You suck. <laughs> it's like, don't, I'm going to get it. He was also like from divorce and he dealt with all that, but it's just, don't make that. No, that was too far. That was too far. <laughs> yeah. But because then almost right after that, he turns around and pretty much says, because all of a sudden that grandpa comes in and he was like, he mentioned like a mail order grandpa. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I want a mail order grandpa. (laughs) It's just so funny. But that grandpa was so sleazy. (laughs) Oh, but he tried. I like how he looked at Joey. He's like, I "I had to try. (laughs) I actually have, it's not a weird thing. Well, it kind of is. I like Older men to me, I just have a huge heart for. I mean it in like the not creepiest way possible. Like older like grandpas, like there's just something about them that when like they're They're sitting, yeah, they're sweet when they're not, you know, sleazy like that. But when they're just like (laughs) sitting alone, like no ring, it's like, what happened? Like, did you like, you know, like, were you married? Were you not? Like what happened? And so I just feel bad. I'm like, are you alone? So I just get sad and sappy. I saw a guy at Wendy's the other day and I was like, this poor guy he's like maybe his name's bart or something i don't know but i felt really bad so you're the cutest nicole that is adorable thanks if everyone anyone all where i thought that was going when she said (laughs) i like older guys (laughs) like uh, (laughs) we're talking about this guy was old like i mean like yeah like old grandpa old her husband's gonna be like 20 years her senior (laughs) (laughs) no i please no (laughs) Celebrating a 50th birthday. Hey, <laughs> hey, he would probably be short enough because he'd be hunched over. That was too far. <laughs> I'm very short if everyone, uh, if no one remembers that. I think you have mentioned it before. Uh, Way too Phoebe, I love how Phoebe claps right back. She's like, she starts laughing, but she's like, I'm sorry, there's laughing in my head. Yeah, <laughs> that was good. like her response wasn't good enough the extra like oh yeah there's someone inside who's also laughing that was like an extra layer of like she it was so so well done survivor 46 is here and so is on fire the only official survivor podcast and we have a twist this season the winner of survivor 45 d Vyadaris, will be joining us every week we're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments the how and the why things happen and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me a survivor winner listen to on fire the official survivor podcast wherever you get your podcast Um, so we go back to the apartment and we find out Monica has planned and planned and planned and planned, but what she didn't plan was enough time to actually get the project done. Well, she's um, catering so she's, a wedding by herself. Like, that's a lot. That's a lot. I, you would think she would have thought about that before. Yeah. But she's obviously I mean, because when you think about the room later, there is at least... 50 people in that room oh at least Mm -hmm. 
And it looked like all finger foods that they were making. So, you know, everybody's going to have more than one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I definitely have a comment about that when we get to the next scene when they're actually talking about, like, the specific ones. But, yeah, that was – that's a lot for her to take on, having never done a catering ever. And the first one being, like, a high-stakes, like, a wedding. That's just a lot. I think Monica bit off more than she could chew, just in general. For sure. Definitely. And it's not like she, like, you know, went out to Sam's and bought anything like people do nowadays. <laughs> Sam's, Costco, whatever it is. It's you know? so true. Like, that's just not a thing. That's so yeah. true. Those mini eclairs, though. Oh. Mm. <laughs> so good. They're what so I don't good. appreciate about this scene is her mom. Like, in the oh, first, yes. the first time we see her, she's, like, she's excited. She, You're, like, oh, she is proud of Rachel and like that's so great this isn't the scene I thought it was going to be but now she's like descended into this very flighty she's asking for weed she's just not my favorite like she quickly descended into my least favorite character in this mm-hmm. like yeah real quick well she kind of like in unintentionally put like Rachel in the middle of it all and mm-hmm. saying like you know I just want to be like you and I want to do what you're doing and all of that and then even to like end it with you know like Rachel's upset like visibly upset and she's like you know well at least you didn't marry your Barry like I did marry him Mm -hmm. and is trying to use that as an excuse to like make Rachel feel better but you're really not helping the situation I think she probably made Rachel feel worse because then she was like oh great like everything I thought about my parents being happy is you know apparently a lie yeah that's one thing I have come to like in the last year and a half ever since like everything started coming out about like my my like dad and stuff and just the history of my parents over time. It was like that that whole exchange between her mom and her in that apartment over that evening like put her in such a weird position and like I don't know if parents I know that they're trying to justify it in themselves because like they want to be happy, but like you are literally crushing what like you're taking something that's in the past, bringing it to the forefront and saying none of that was how you presumed it to be. Yeah. And that is like crushing. Mm-hmm. And then, but to do it all in the span of like, and you're right, Llewellyn, like, for her to say, like, but I married my Barry, like, that's, that's rough. That's just, I hated that entire scene so much. And it might be, like, really, you know, triggering because it's so, like, kind of, pre- like, prevalent. But that was a hard, that was, like, a tough scene to watch. And her mom yeah. was, like, I just didn't like her. And it was rough. Mm-hmm. It was like you got an award for your performance, even though no one likes you right now. <laughs> like, congrats, question mark? Yeah, Marlo. <laughs> Stop reading the script, Marlo. <laughs> okay, so then we jump to the next scene, which is also in the apartment. And someone mentions German subtitles. What was that about? Why did I write that, that down? I heard it. I don't know. I was too distracted by the clutter that was on her countertop. Oh my gosh, so much clutter. I could, I was like, you are 
you are trying to be a catering business right yes. now and there's way too much crap on that countertop. And even in the shelves, I'm like, I know you don't have doors on them, but like at least keep it organized. Yeah, it was very unorganized for Monica. Yeah. But it kind of yeah. played into the whole like she's a little overwhelmed. The frazzledness of so, her. It's also probably placed there on purpose. True. Yeah, definitely. I love the uh oh what because Monica's going on a rampage. They're like, I feel like you should have German subtitles because of how like <laughs> Boom, 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 she was. Because yeah, she's of how, super like, dictatory. Mm-hmm. And then what I love is that that scene um, of Phoebe mentioning something to her. Like, she's like, Do you want to see me cry? Is that what you want? That meme has been surfacing a lot recently. Have you guys seen it? On oh, I haven't uh-uh. seen it. No, I'll just, I'll just watch it. It's like that exact scene of like, you know, someone will say like a really funny quote and they'll be like, do you want to see me cry? You know, it's just Monica pictured with the little subtitles. Hilarious. I was like, well, that is super relevant right now. So, (laughs) um, but I also loved, or I have a question for you guys. Would you guys ever have pigs in a blanket at your wedding? At my wedding? No. At like a graduation party? Maybe. (laughs) Agreed. I like love pigs in a blanket, but for a wedding, mm, no. Pigs in a blanket are perfect for a baby shower. It's literally a yes. little baby hot dog in a blanket, which is like a, you know, you're bundling them up. It's or like perfect. a Super Bowl. I could see them at like yes. a Super Bowl morning. wedding? No. No. And I feel like they would unless, want something classier. Unless that was like a brand new thing that was like, ooh, it's the newest in your food, you know? I don't, I don't know. Pig in a blanket. <laughs> like in the 90s, were pigs in a blanket like a new concept where they were like, Oh, we have to have those. No idea. Where did pigs in a blanket originate? Are you Googling it? I'm going to Google it while you guys talk about the next uh, yeah, Carol so, showing up and calling off the wedding. So yeah, so Carol storms in. Storms in. She walks in. <laughs> which is like just so weird <laughs> to me. She sulks. <laughs> it's the opposite of storms. She <laughs> sulks. <laughs> yeah. It's just weird that she like just kind of walks into the apartment because that like, her and Susan don't really ever come to the apartment unless mm-hmm. it's to, like, pick up Ben or drop Ben off. So it was just kind of weird that she, like, strolls in and basically just says, you know, like, oh, there's probably not going to be a wedding. May I add, her, like, sulk in was very Ross because she kind of yeah. walks in and they're like, what's going on, Carol? Oh, you know, there's just, we may not have a wedding. And then she sits on the couch and immediately Monica spits off. Well, I'm still getting paid, right? You're still getting paid me, right? <laughs> she was so adamant about that paycheck. Um, <laughs> but then her comment right after that, she like kind of stopped. She's like, oh, I could have probably said something a little bit less selfish. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely would be Monica in that situation oh, 100%, 100%. though. 100%. Like, I don't care about your issues, but like I'm still getting money, right? <laughs> <laughs> but then, so then Carol sits on the couch and Ross in all of his glory, comes over, sits down, mm. and is so kind to her. And, so kind. You know, so not Ross. So not Ross, but <laughs> still, like, interjects his little bits of, like, anger and Don't frustration. Be too emphatic about this. <laughs> right, right, right. But he was really sweet, you know, just um, basically reassuring her, like, if this is what you and Susan want, then do it. It doesn't matter what Archibald and whatever their name was <laughs> care about. Um, but yeah, so I appreciated Ross in that scene just because he put himself, which is a very Ross thing to do. He put himself mm-hmm. out of the situation and just spoke to the situation. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah that was basically it so then the wedding is back on yeah ross yeah ross monica lost two minutes of cooking <laughs> yes ross saves carol's day but cannot bring back those two minutes for monica so okay right um before we move on, 1957 was the first time that there was a written record of pigs in a blanket, which occurred in a Betty Crocker's cooking for kids. So it's a kid's food. Good job, Betty. It's a, it's a kid's It's a kid's Even food. Even more solidifying that it should not be at your wedding. If it was yeah. at your wedding, we Maybe don't for the kids hate table. the idea, but we don't love it. We either. don't love it. <laughs> exactly. I guess the only time that I could see pigs in a blanket being at a wedding is like, if you know that people are going to be there for long enough, like I've had receptions to where like later in the evening, because they know they're going to party pretty late, they've brought in like hot dogs after they had their full, nice, regular meal. They did something like super cheap just to like replenish everybody after they'd been drinking for however long. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. So I could see like pigs in a blanket, something with like some bread like and a some party meat, snack. Like, yeah, exactly. Like I could totally see it. It'd be like ordering a pizza that late just because you're like, I just need some sustenance and like, let's keep going. Yeah. There you go. Okay. So we cut to the wedding reception. So that all happened, obviously, like we said, very quickly. And I love Chandler's, um, when he said, my world is a lesbian wedding. <laughs> <laughs> He had a lot of funny moments. <laughs> they just, like, he knew he might as well not try, like, doing any lines on girls. Like, Joey says, like, this is such a waste. Like, a bunch of women. But they're all lesbians, so it doesn't matter. Um, but before we get to, like, the later in the reception, let's talk about the actual procession. <laughs> There's so many ew moments. Yes. So right? many Yes, yes, yes. That's all I could focus on, honestly. The first one being the baby in the carriage. The worst. The baby cute carriage, horrendous. Outfit, also horrendous. If I can like, correctly. just carry the baby down the aisle. Yeah, or like walk with him because he's old enough to yeah. walk. Is he? I didn't know yeah. if he was or not. I would think he would be. If you're, if you're like holding his hand. You could wobble him around there. It'd be better than that the carriage. The whole point is just get rid of the carriage. <laughs> Nix it. You the know. carriage was, it was just horrid. And then horrid. the the like stanchions with the thick rope, like Ugh. you're being corralled into this small little space to sit. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're all standing throughout the entire thing. Which is also weird. And because it was just like they were like a little crowd. It's like they're cows, like in a little cattle pen. Right, right. And not only was there one wedding hat when Carol came out, but there was two brides wearing hats. I could see it being one or the other, but don't do both. I don't understand that. Horrible. We're horrible. Like, are you wearing a carpet or are you wearing a curtain? Because both of them suck. Like, that's what you picked? Honestly. Yeah, they were terrible. Horrible. Well, I mean, maybe they didn't have very many options because they threw this wedding together very quickly, apparently. Even Monica's outfit I couldn't stand, but what I really couldn't stand was Ross's olive suit (laughs) with his bright blue shirt. I Oh, I did not notice that. I I didn't notice it until the reception when he went to dance with Susan and he put his arm out 
And you know how sometimes like the sleeve of like suits like come mm-hmm, up and so mm-hmm. the undershirt is showing and I saw the yep. blue and it just like my eyes <laughs> it was like it was like a mosquito <laughs> to a light. They're just like, what are you wearing? And why is there blue under this beautiful olive suit? I was so mad. And like, what bothered me is you can't even wear a bra at your own wedding. It's the 90s, of course not. Like, come on. Like, if you're going to wear a bra anywhere, it should be your wedding. You would think so. Okay. Here's the thing I think I'm starting to realize. That maybe, yes, the first couple episodes, for sure, they were not wearing bras. But what I've come to realize is I think they're wearing non-structured ones moving forward. Like the ones that are literally just like fabric and not like cupped. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Where you would still see like the entirety of everything. It would just give them more support. Which is just weird. Like just put a tissue over it or something. (laughs) (laughs) Put a tissue. (laughs) That's funny, Nicole. Wow. Um, okay, so the processional music that was played by the, screen, uh, the string group is called Trumpet Voluntary by Jeremiah Clark and is the same wedding processional music performed at the wedding of Princess Diana Spencer and Prince Charles. Oh. It's oh. apparently still very popular. Um, before we move on to the reception piece, um, that bowl cut on the minister. Oh, it's terrible. all I could look at. That the back, with also the no bra. The back of her head with like the shaved part. Like mm-hmm. it was a true bowl cut. She literally looked like she had a muffin for her head. Like literally a muffin. <laughs> like you like take the, the top piece off the muffin. Yes. Yeah. Literally like. straight muffin. A muffin top. <laughs> a whole new it's meaning a new, to muffin top. Yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> the new meaning. We'll just add that definition into Wikipedia. In reference, this Friends episode with a picture of, like, the back of the head. (laughs) Um, Okay, but officiating the wedding, this person's name is Candace Gingrich, the half-sister of former U.S. House of Reps Speaker of the House conservative Newt Gingrich. Candace is an LGBT rights activist in real, like, in real life. So that would make sense why she officiated the wedding. Okay. Yeah. So they brought someone from like, mind you, she wasn't okay, like can I... in the political realm, but she was the half sister of someone who was and was conservative. The actress or the real person? The no, the real person, Candace Gingrich. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, cool. Okay. We're not going to get in a political debate here or anything, but gay marriage wasn't legalized back then. So was this just a ceremony to like say that they're together so then maybe the whole like wedding thing wasn't like i mean i guess that would kind of like describe it's not it would be easier to throw it together quicker because there's not as much legal documents that you have to go through but i don't know i just like when they said the wedding like it didn't click to me until we started watching it i was like i don't think that was legalized until like 2000 something later i thought it wasn't that long ago 2011. Yeah, that sounds about right. Mm -hmm. The Marriage Equality Act is a 2011 New York state law that made same-sex marriage legal. Yeah. So maybe it was just like So I don't know. That is a great point. And I feel like maybe we should go into a little bit of a deep dive. Not right now, obviously, because, you know, we're in the middle of it already. 
Yeah. Um, but I would really love that question answered because was it just a, what do they call them? Like a common law marriage or, um, like if right. you spend enough time with somebody in the same house, pretty much you can like merge all your taxes and like all that mm-hmm. stuff. Isn't that accurate? Or something like that. I don't know what the technical term is, but yeah. It like becomes, you're like a partner. Yeah. Sort of, but but maybe it was like a ceremony that you could throw. You just couldn't apply for a marriage license. I don't know. Great question. We will, we will deep dive offline and we encourage you all to do the same as well. Um, educate yourself. <laughs> um, I do have a question though. Why would Rachel's mom come to Ross's ex-wife's lesbian wedding? It's a good question. I don't know. She would question. have, she didn't even handshake him. And yet now she's coming to his ex-wife's wedding. I wonder if Rachel made her. It makes zero sense. I think it's just to keep her in the episode. Oh yeah. hundred percent. But realistically in the season, like it, it doesn't make any sense at all. She doesn't belong there. She would Mm -hmm. have no tie to any of them. She doesn't know any of them besides Rachel's friend group. And even then she only knows a portion of them really well. Right. So I was just watching her. They're like, she why would she even be there I mean unless it was literally like yeah of course Rachel you can bring your mom so she doesn't have to stay at home in Monica's apartment by herself while everybody else is out celebrating this wedding right that's the only thing but that would have obviously happened off screen um so throughout it we just see a little hint of like Chandler still trying to you know get this one you know lesbian to dance or whatever and he's just not doing a very you know good job at all no he's not um fails miserably even in his attempts um but then susan comes over to ross while he's eating um which nicole you made a comment while we were watching the episode about this moment that was the bra is that the bra that was the part of the bra no i thought you said when when he was sitting down you'd be like that would be me i don't remember Oh, you probably did say something like, because he was sitting there by himself eating food. (laughs) Oh, yeah. 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 Okay, I remember. Yeah, I am kind of awkward at weddings, and if I don't have a buddy, I hate every moment of them. It was like she said buddy, not date. (laughs) (laughs) Story of my life. Um, Have zero dates ever. Um, Yeah, I would be the one to, like, load my plate up with snacks and just sit there. This podcast is just, like, three of us being like, we haven't dated anyone in ten years. (laughs) Plus, why do these people listen to us anymore? Okay, <laughs> I feel like our podcast world needs to know that our like three way group chat is titled what single ladies or something. What did we name it? It was forever ago. Uh, we haven't. Did we I was name like, am it? I in this? We haven't actually. I still have it in here. I'm gonna look it up. Please, please. Um, yeah. Also, want you to know that I literally, depending on who whose wedding I'm going to, I will definitely stop and get snacks before the reception. Like if it's at a why? different location, you don't like their food. No, they never give me enough. Like, even, like, plated meals. I'm like, can I have 10 pounds more of mashed potatoes, please? Like, I'm starving here. I found it. I found it. We titled our group chat, Single and Ready to Mingle. <laughs> Bring snacks, though. Bring snacks. <laughs> I promise I'm not a pig. I just like snacks. Okay. Um, but I really loved Susan. Like, this is the first time you see a little bit of a reprieve in their rivalry. Um, and she ends up being very sweet and coming over. I think she's just very appreciative of, you know, him putting his own 
thing aside, um, one thing I kind of mentioned or wanted to mention is that um, in a later season or episodes, Phoebe and Joey said, it's like a plot point that there's no such thing as a selfless deed. But when Ross walks Carol down the aisle, it was a good deed that he wasn't happy to do, but he did it like for Carol. Yeah. So I think that was really like a selfless deed. Like he wasn't even going to go to the wedding. So I would argue that this sort of supersedes that argument later on down the road when Phoebe and Joey are arguing that there's no such thing as a selfless deed. I would say that this is one for sure. Agreed. Um, and I would, I would say that like their rivalry doesn't end, but there's this moment seems to be a turn for their relationship because it seems to get a little better from here on out. It's not like marked moments and stuff, but it, it's not as hostile as it has been over the first, you know, season and a half. Yeah. Um, okay, so anything else about the wedding or the reception before we go into, or the rest of the bulk of the episode before we go into the tag? Nope. No? Okay. Um, so then the final one is we're in the tag and the friends are talking about they're kind of taking bets, really starting conversations about who's going to be the, the like next to get married. And then all of a sudden Ross is like, well, I was married. And Phoebe was like, well, I was married too. So she's like, I'm just trying to start a conversation here. So they talk about last married and they all look at Chandler. <laughs> Poor Chandler. Which is just funny. Cause yeah, we uh-huh. know the outcome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Chandler ends up being the first of the group. I mean, obviously with Monica to get married as obviously him, Monica are the first of the main characters to have a committed marriage that doesn't end in divorce, which is a big qualifier here. So by the end of the entire show, Ross has, Ross is married three times. Um, Rachel had been married once to Ross, whom she remarries after the series, according to like the lore and stuff. And Phoebe obviously married a gay ice dancer and then Mike. Joey was the only friend who remained single during the series, although he later got engaged to Alex Garrett in the spinoff show Joey in 2004. Matthew Perry is, however, the only friend who has not been married in real life. He's not been married? Wow. No. That makes me so sad. It does. That's sad. Poor Chandler. Um, okay, so a couple of fun things as we wrap up this episode. Um, at one point, Phoebe asks, like, who's Soupy Sales? So I have a little bit of a, of a deep dive on that. So Soupy Sales is a comic with a gift for slapstick humor that attained cult-like popularity in the 1960s with a pie-throwing routine that became his signature. Um, as the star of the Soupy Sales show, he performed live on television for 13 years in Detroit, Los Angeles, and New York before the program went into syndication in the United States and abroad. The high point of every show came when a sidekick launched a pie into Sales' face. Sales once estimated that he was hit by more than 25,000 pies in his life. Oh my. The gag, be- uh, the gag became more than hilarious. It evolved into a hip badge of honor. So Frank Sinatra was first in a long line of celebrities who clamored for the privilege to be creamed faced, including Tony Curtis, Mickey Rooney, Sammy Davis Jr., Dick Martin, and Burt Lancaster. 
that crazy? Interesting. <laughs> Love it. Um, okay, and then one more fun fact. Shortly before this episode aired, NBC hired 200, which is a lot, 200 part-time operators to take what they expected would be a flood of phone complaints for portraying a lesbian wedding. They only mm, wow. received 11 calls. Wow. So props to NBC for being prepared. I mean, they hired totally. a bunch of people in order to like take on what they thought was going to be an onslaught, but even better for the world, they only received 11 calls, wow, which awesome. cool. honestly is surprisingly low. I oh, would yeah. Think. yeah. Oh, for sure. Like, and maybe people just didn't know how to contact and, you know, but that's the thing without social media to complain on, mm-hmm. like at the time like that early social media wasn't a thing. So they didn't have any word event. So I'm surprised they didn't receive more calls. Yeah. You'd think they would have, mm-hmm. maybe but they got more letters. Wrote a postcard. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I did not get that stat. So that is a good point. Llewellyn. <laughs> Speaking of good point, Llewellyn, why don't you go first in our episode rating system? Sure. Um, okay. So I would say this one is we were on a break. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it's, I mean, overall, it's really not, like, a story-moving episode. Like, there's not anything in it that's, like, majorly important, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, Susan and Carol are on the show, not a lot, but more than just a reoccurring guest. Um, or more than just a guest star. Um, but, like, it's one of those that, like, we probably could have not watched it and been fine. Um, because nothing major happens in the plot line, but it was good. Like I really enjoyed Ross in this episode, just like his kind nature mm-hmm. um, and like that side of him. And I do think it was important to see Rachel's mom because that was probably the more important storyline to follow because we kind of get that context of, you know, her parents divorce and um, kind of like, you almost like get to see a little bit of what, Rachel could have become mm-hmm. in a sense. So yeah, I don't know if that made any sense, but I would say we were on a break. All right. Awesome. Nicole. Um, that's a good question. I would I don't know. I would honestly say Marcel. I Whoa. She went low. I went low. Last time we went high and this no, no, low. No, no. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. It was okay. But like Llewellyn said, like, I think I would have been fine if I hadn't watched it. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, there were points of it that were, like, super interesting with, you know, Ross and his evolution of re- his relationship with Susan. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, I was happy that, like, Susan and Carol got married. But besides that, the rest of it was just kind of, meh. You know, yeah, I think with the whole Rachel and her mom situation, I felt bad for her. There just, yeah, there wasn't a lot to, like, move the plot along. There wasn't, like, big moments. There mm-hmm. were, but there weren't, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, oof. I'm having a hard time with this one. Um, I'm going to give it... I'm actually going to match yours, Llewellyn, because um, I agree. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's super low, because it, it does have, like, a lot of stuff in it but it's also not very high because again you could take that episode out and not change any of the overarching storyline of this 
the series of friends. However, obviously it was groundbreaking for, you know, LGBT community, um, which you have to applaud like NBC for, you know, to be one of the first and one of the few same-sex marriages on screen. Um, I did appreciate Ross, which comes obviously very sparingly throughout the series in general for me. So (laughs) same. um, I figure, you know, but I I just can't give it any higher because again, like it was like you did see growth. You did see him like put aside his own feelings and emotions in order for the betterment of somebody else's experience. Um, I did empathize with Rachel here, which is, again, I do that sparingly as well um, because that must, that just whole conversation sucked for her, honestly. Um, So I would match it with the, we were on a break as well. Cool. Um, Okay, so as we go into our post-show wrap-ups, let's do a recommend to a friend. Nicole, you have got a good one that is perfect for this as we enter into winter. We're a little maybe past, you know, the season for a bonfire season, but give us your recommend to a friend. So I'm the kind of person who I love s'mores, but when one shaking your head already at me. Um, I love s'mores too. So good. But I hate charred marshmallows. More than I hate them. Freaking hate it. I will literally chuck the marshmallow in the flame. Can't eat it. No, it needs to be lightly warm inside. Exactly. Needs to be lightly browned. If I mean, okay, if it is a little brown, like I'll eat it. But I'd rather just like actually have no brown. So I just like waft it over the flame and it's like, yep, good to go. So if you can't have a bonfire because it's too snowy or, you know, you just don't want to, you can microwave s'mores. So this is my tip. All you do is, I like peanut butter. So I put peanut butter on the graham cracker, obviously break it in half, put chocolate, and then put the marshmallow on top. And then you microwave it, the whole thing, in the microwave for on high for approximately 10 to 12 seconds watch it because if it explodes good luck but it shouldn't (laughs) it shouldn't at like 10 to 12 but you're like also like on the edge so beware but it's perfect it's gooey it's warm it does not take long and you get peanut butter out of the deal so you don't like peanut butter no i do but i don't know why i said gross (laughs) i was like wow i don't know if we can be friends anymore okay so your statement is only accurate for those who like the taste of marshmallow. I burn mine to a crisp. So I could never do that. What's the point of even having a s'more? Oh, the like, you're like eating, like kind of falls apart in your mouth and it's like charcoaly and delicious. You're literally eating a rock. No, it's not. It's like a rock. It's all like, it's gooey and it melts the chocolate so much easier when it's burnt like that. Like it's so good. Ooh, it's because there's more heat on it. It's just and flame. Exactly. And like so dumb. charcoal and oh uh, so good. It's so good. I don't know how we're from. Um <laughs> Llewellyn. Stop it. <laughs> Why don't you go next? Okay. Um my recommend to a friend is the brand Everspring. It is a brand at Target. And when I moved into my new apartment with my friends, they gifted me with a candle. It is a lavender and bergamot scented, and they have Ooh. an entire line of like house products in this fragrance. And um, 
like smell profile, but they also have like several other that are also in that same sort of genre. It's honestly so accurate of the lavender and bergamot because that's essentially what makes up like my favorite Earl Grey teas is bergamot with like a hint of lavender. Um, so yeah, it's called Everspring. It's got the cutest labels. They're like not tested on animals, 100% natural fragrances, non-toxic. So highly recommend it. It's at Target and very adorable labeling as well. So highly recommend Everspring to a friend. It sounds like bottled water. Like it could be like a bottled water brand name. Oh, you're right. It, it could be. Does. <laughs> All right, Llewellyn, did that give you enough time to think of one? Yes. Um, <laughs> okay. So we got food, we got cleaning products, candles. I'm going to come at you with a podcast. <laughs> a <laughs> it's podcast. not our podcast. Um, so it kind of fits into what we were talking about earlier with true crime. Um, so if you've never listened to Crime Junkie, first, I guess it's two podcasts. You should listen to that because it's amazing. Um, she basically like breaks down her and her friend basically break down crime, true crime, like things or whatever. But I say all that to say, because she, um, they started their own like uh, company called audio truck. And in that they just launched a new podcast with, um, an old prosecutor and an old FBI guy. I think he is. But you mean called- old or retired? Retired. Okay. Um, it's like, how old are these guys? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but it's called anatomy. It's called anatomy of murder. And these two people basically get together and they break down a case. So like they take a, a case of like a, one was a missing child, I think. Um, and they like break it down like piece by piece. And since one of them is a prosecutor or the former prosecutor, she gives like the, like inside details that you wouldn't hear normally on a case. Um, Mm -hmm. So there's only like four episodes, I think. And you really have to enjoy true crime because it's just a lot of the like inside details that you wouldn't normally hear, but it's really interesting. And I would highly recommend to a friend anatomy of murder. And the, the, like uh, the art looks really cool because it's like a drawing, um, like a body drawing. I don't Uh even know how to say it. What are the, like the outline, like the chalk outlines, but it's like on paper form and yeah, it just looks cool. Mm-hmm. But that's what I recommend. Okay, cool. Um, before we wrap up, I have a social media spotlight for the first <gasps> time, guys. Yes. Ah! Okay, so this one is by, um, on Apple podcast by Gibbs H.J., Um, it says this podcast is such a breath of fresh air. You feel like you're sitting amongst friends. Leanne and Llewellyn are so relatable. It's clear that they are good friends who not only love the show, but champion the kind of friendship that we all love and desire from the show. Oh my gosh. Gibbs HJ. You're amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you are. We're going to hire you to write all of our future content. (laughs) just kidding thanks for that um review and i know we haven't done this in a while but guys um it really helps us out if you rate and review on apple i know many of you many 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 of you listen to us on spotify which we do recognize however there is currently no way to rate on spotify which is not very helpful so if you guys can and are able based on your um you know 
phones and things like that, we would really love if you could rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. That yes. would help us get discovered by more people yes. and expand our network of friends even more. So um, that's all for this episode. Nicole, thank you so much again for being with us. We love having you. Thanks for letting me join. I love it. It makes me happy. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, okay. So next week we will be back covering the one after the Super Bowl. Part one. There's two parts, guys. Part one. Part one. Yes. All right. So we will catch you guys next week on the One with Friends podcast. <laughs>